Hello and welcome to Wild Commuting. I'm your host, Priyanka Deo, and here is this week's episode. This week, I have the pleasure of introducing you to author Dr. Charles Thomas Jr., who I am delighted to have live on the show. But before I get to talking about his new book, let me tell you a little bit about Charles. Among his many achievements and degrees, and he has many degrees too, he has four, including an MBA and a doctorate, Charles has been voted as an Emerging Influential Leader of the Year in 2015, a National 40 Under 40 nominee, and this is really cool, he's also played NCAA basketball for Notre Dame as a point guard. His new book, Breakthrough, Stories of Resilience, Tragedy, and Triumph, includes stories of people Charles has personally interviewed. Now, I love the book, so without further ado, let me introduce you to Dr. Charles Thomas, Jr., Thank you much for having me. I really appreciate it. This book, Breakthrough, I was asked, I was wondering where you got your inspiration to write this because I know that this is your second book and your first Correct. book was, it very much had to do with you. Correct. Yeah, so the first book was very much a story of me, you know, releasing a lot of demons that I had, you know, from growing up and just, I just wanted to get a lot of stuff off of me. So with, with the second book, Breakthrough, I I told some of my stories and there are a few of them, but the, the vast majority of the book focuses on other people and the inspiration behind it was really Priyanka, it was really just me listening to people talk about their situations and so many times I would hear people say something along the lines of, man, I just felt like I was out here by myself or like I'm so tired of doing everything on my own and this is so hard by myself. And I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. If I'm doing a so the inspiration was really hearing my friends talk and me being and me wanting to do something that offered value so that people felt like they didn't have to suffer in silence and walk alone. That's really the inspiration. Very simple to me. No, that's really great. And I feel that, you know, despite having social media, despite being connected all the time, as they say, right, especially right. for millennials, you are always connected. But there is depression rates are going up in the country. So do you feel that, you know, sharing these stories, is? do you feel that people need to be able to relate to the stories or does that help them get through it or just maybe talking about it? A lot of people aren't comfortable talking about it, let alone publishing a book. Yeah, You know, I think for... For me, it was really an element of I wanted people to know that you don't, you're not alone. Our journeys aren't that different. Like we, a lot of us think that we're, you know, we're going through things that nobody else has ever went through. But the fact of the matter is, it's not true. How did, where did these people come from? <laughs> you know, it was, it's it just like I'm talking to you, and then afterwards you would be like, yo, you should talk to such and such. I would reach out and say, hey. I talked to Priyanka. She said, you would be a good person to talk to. Would you be willing to share a piece of your story? Here's a project that I'm working on. But, you know, it was, you know, it was very much word of mouth and people's like, oh, yeah, I'm interested. I have a story to tell you. Do you feel that maybe in today's world, not just limiting it to social media, but in today's world, it is getting to be a very selfish life. People literally slot in time which even when I was growing up, that was not a thing. It, it was like you go out and play and people would join you or you go out and people would join <laughs> right. you. And, you right. know, we didn't want to go home. But now it's right. very much like I will meet you from 530 to 6 p.m. And at 6 p.m. I need to go home and do this, this and this. Do you feel that these stories somehow open people up? Yeah, you know, like, and I, I was talking to my friends about this, and I said, I feel like I'm on a personal mission, like a, a micro mission to civilize. Like, I just want to get to individuals <laughs> because I feel like 
we live in a very individualistic, hedonistic society in which people like, it's just about me. And if I don't get, if I don't do me, if I'm not that dude or I'm not that chick, I can't do this, that, and the third, right? And I'm like, it's not about you. So it's bigger than just any one individual, right? So we have to do better as a society. We've gotten to the point where nobody wants to help each other. Nobody wants to take the time to talk. Nobody cares. And then they get mad when nobody wants to help them. You don't go to a birthday party, but then you get mad when nobody shows up at yours. Like, it's not all about you. Do something Do something and help out somebody. Now, you've written in your book, and I'm going to quote you. Mm-hmm. It was when I felt my worst that I felt an unwavering desire to do my best my and best. be the best version of me. Can I impose upon you to share with us what was your worst or when did you feel your worst? Would you be able to describe it and how did you come out of it to do such great work? Yeah, well, it's been, you know, several situations. I think when my dad was hit with Alzheimer's, that was a pretty low blow for me where I felt I didn't know because it's not something that I could handle, right? When, you know, earlier in life when my, you know, I guess it's been 10 years now when my best friend, he was like my brother, he was murdered. You know, like that was the, that was by far the lowest point. So he was murdered. I broke up with my girlfriend at, you know, roughly during that same time period. So my world was in very much a tailspin. Alcohol played a major role. I kept looking in the mirror at myself and said, you can do better. This isn't, this isn't the way to go. Now let's get to a part of your book, another part of your book that I was very interested Mm -hmm. in. Mm-hmm. The chapter is called Release Your Grip, correct? Oh, oh, yes. I have to be honest with you. As soon as I read that chapter, I laughed out loud without reading the rest of it, only yeah. because I used to play tennis, and my coach, he always used to tell me, loosen your grip. So when mm-hmm. I finally, you know, I said, you know what? I walked on the court one day, and I said, all right, I'm going to listen to him, and I'm going to loosen my grip. And I had a completely loose grip, and I swung at it as hard as I could, only to have the racket go all the way to the other side, the second court, and there was this one poor guy he was serving, and I think instead of seeing his own balls, he saw a racket flying and it hit him straight in the face. And I was so, so mortified by it that I just, I literally ran away from the court. I didn't know what to do because I could see, you know, my coach was a very scary man. So I I could see him just glaring at me, and he totally thought I'd done it on purpose. But You know, the concept, if you kind of translate it into real life, the concept sort of teaches you that, yes, it is very important to let go because when you let go and loosen your grip, your shot goes uh, a lot smoother, you don't get injured, but at the same time, you can't loosen it to the extent that it's too loose because then things like, as you said before, with your own personal experiences, alcohol comes into play. You know, today there's a ton of people dealing with drugs. Uh, Those come into play. I find it very hard to emotionally let go. So what advice do you have to our listeners? You know, for it's it's extremely difficult, Priyanka, and I talk to people about this all the time. And the quote that I used in that chapter was from Steve Maraboli. I I hope I always say his name right. But in that part, he says, letting go means to come to the realization that some people are a part of your history, but not a part of your destiny. And I think as I started to grow older and become more comfortable with me, your circle of people that you know goes from 500 to 300 to 150 to 50 to 25 to 10 to 7. The most important thing is you have to be comfortable with you, know what you bring to the table, know what your worth is. And like I wrote in the book, when people show you who they are, believe them, right? You don't have to have somebody do you dirty 10, 15 times. You got three or four times to do something that I consider to be no longer worthy of my energy. 
And then you have to walk away. I'm not having this conversation with you like I'm this paragon of excellence and impartiality because I'm not. I'm a flawed vessel just like the rest of us. But as I've learned to grow and you become more comfortable with you, you start to say like, hey, I don't have to defer to John or Jane Doe anymore. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Can you tell the audience the topics that you cover? So I talked about in each chapter, and I'll just run through them, about making your own decisions, being thankful for life detours because actually they're probably not detours, resilience, failure, hard work, belief in yourself, like we just talked about, releasing your grip, the importance of learning from others, asking for help. Now I also talk about leading from where you are. I talked about doing and going is much more important than saying and showing. I also wrote a letter to the 20-year-old me based on a question one of my psychology major friends asked me. And then uh, the final chapter is some life maxims, lessons to live by. Charles, can you share where uh, people can get this book and also where they can maybe contact you. Yeah, so you can find me on social media. I'm on, you can find me on my Facebook author page at Charles Thomas Jr. Author. At Twitter, I'm at C Thomas underscore Jr. You can connect with me for the book's website at BreakthroughStories.net, and I'm always willing to connect with people. Now, can they also order the book on the website? Yeah, they can order it on BreakthroughStories.net, but you can also find it on Amazon, you know, Google Books. You can find it on BarnesandNoble.com, but yeah. yeah. And I also wanted to share with you on August the 10th, I'll be at Scrawl Books in Reston, Virginia for a, a 7 o'clock for a discussion and a book signing event. And then I'll be at Barnes & Noble in Tyson's Corner on August 19th. That's a Saturday at 4 o'clock. So if you're in the area, it'd be great if you come out because I'll definitely be there at 4 o'clock at Barnes & Noble. That's a wrap for this week's episode of Wild Commuting. Dr. Thomas, thank you for being on the show. Be sure to tune in next week. Until then, on behalf of the Wild Commuting production team, I'm Priyanka Dale, signing off.